0: what's up everybody and welcome back to down for the council this is going to be the third show that i'm going to put out today and that is because wrestlemania backlash just happened this past sunday and if it was mother's day for you and you are missing your mom or you had to been able to time to spend with your mother or you are a mother happy mother's day to you happy mother's day to your mom your grandmother and any other matriarch that's in your family happy mother's day to all of you aunties fathers who are singles dads whatever the case may be happy mother's day to you all with all that being said i have messed up because i was supposed to do a storyline recap for wrestlemania backlash and i did not do that and i find that a lot of people enjoy it although i don't get the big numbers on the back on the recap it'd be nice when i do them that you guys share them and you know talk amongst yourselves about it or whatever the case may be but I forgot to do the storyline recap for Wrestlemania Backlash. Now, I could do it now, but does it doesn't really make sense to do it right now. No, no. And it'll take me a very, 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 very long time to do it. And I just don't. I just don't want to do it, loves. So we're going to go into Wrestlemania Backlash. And what I feel is going to happen next after Backlash. And give you guys a grade of Backlash. And what I think you should focus on watching if you haven't seen it but you want to see what happened right so let's get into the first match of Wrestlemania backlash and they put Seth and Cody up first out the gate very first match we saw i thought that was a very unique way to kick off backlash but they put their best foot forward and i love that about wwe they were like okay so we have some matches on this card that aren't exactly great or as interesting so we're gonna break this up into threes Top of the hour, first match, we're going to give you Cody. At the top of the hour, we're going to give you Ronda and Charlotte. And then at the last of the show, we're going to give you the six-man tag. It was a very good way um to break up this show, but ma- major points for match placement and for the card placement. It just was very smart because it kept you intrigued, and the entertainment value of each match that had bigger storylines worked out in your favor in terms of what you watched and what you didn't. So kudos to them for that because that really helped space out the flow of the show and it made it easier and more palatable to watch, okay? With all that being said, let's get into Cody and Seth Rollins. This was a back and forth match. It wasn't as... Mm, it was a little it was cleaner than the previous match which was at WrestleMania this was cleaner but it had a bit more animosity to it and you had a lot of back and forth between the two of them now for me I won't say that Seth and Cody are equally yoked in terms of their talent and skill but I will say they matched each other bar for bar in this particular match overall Cody Rose got the win, be it controversial, he got the win over Seth Rollins. After Seth tried to roll him up and use his pants to roll him up, it ended up being reversed onto him, and he ended up losing on a roll-up using his pants to do it. It was very, very fucked up. And because of that, I lost the bet to one of my sisters, and now I have to give this bitch some damn Either Chick-fil-A or some Starbucks. And I'm very upset by that. I don't like losing. So I told her I hope she stubbed her toe on her bedpost. <laughs> I did tell her that because she petty. And I <laughs> well, more specifically, I'm petty. But I I don't like losing. So <laughs> I'm a sore loser. I can freely admit that. I am a sore loser. 100%. Anyway... So, <laughs> the next match that we got was Omos and um, Bobby Lashley. Hated it. Worst match of the night. I will never say that it was good. It was terrible to me. I hated this fucking match. Mainly because the match itself was not of good caliber because of Omos. I give Bobby Lashley a lot of shit. Um, And y'all know there's no love lost between me and Bobby Lashley. I don't care for Bobby Lashley as a character... Or a wrestler, but I will respect what the man brings to the table in terms of him being able to compete on a grand scale with people who are athletically gifted just as well as he is. If you give him someone that matches him bar for bar, he can put on a five star match. And I have given him his props when he has done that. But when you put him in a match with someone who doesn't equal out with him, it is wonky, it's weird, and it just doesn't work well. And this was one of them. Omas is one of the my biggest gripe with Omaz is that he he is big and he doesn't use it correctly. And I hate watching him wrestle, because he does not have any fluidity. He has no athleticism. It's weird to me that he's such a big man and that he used to play basketball, I believe, and he can't really move. Like, he doesn't move well in the ring. He has no speed. He has no agility. It's just... He's just big, heavy, and clunky in the ring. It's like watching somebody stomp around in the ring. It's so fucking weird, and I hate it. So, I... I I didn't like the match. Omos ended up picking up the win. There was a lot of interference, mainly on um, MVP's part, which to lend credit to the storyline is expected. I just hated it. I hated the fucking match, and I was glad when it was over. Moving into the next match, which I believe was AJ Styles and Edge. In this match, Damian Priest was banned from ringside. However, Damian came out there probably closer towards the end. He was mid-ramp, and he stopped there. And because he wasn't by ringside, he technically had not come out there, right? But Finn... (laughs) Finn was at the ready, you know what I'm saying, ready to come and even the odds a bit, came out there and attacked Damien, and him and Damien continued into the back to fight. But there was an ominous figure who decided to come out, And help their omnipotent leader, Edge. And I remember posting on my social media three different possibilities. I think it was four, but it was three. Three different possibilities that could join Judgment Day and actually be a good addition to the faction. And it would work. So, the first one I chose was um, Shotzi Blackheart. Shout out to Kenny because Kenny was the one who put that idea in my head. So, Shotzi Blackheart was the first one. Then it was Rhea Ripley and then it was Liv Morgan each one of them fit the aesthetic of the group but Rhea Ripley really fit because she had the height she had the weight she had the look and they all would look aesthetically pleasing next to each other but I just wanted it specifically for Shotzi because I felt like Shotzi needed that extra piece she needed to be there and her being with edge like that learning from him working with him she could have gotten a boost you know what I'm saying she would have gotten an edge over the other girls and it would have helped Shotzi be catapulted where I feel like she should be though that being said the one who was chosen was Rhea Ripley which I kind of figured it would be her because like I said she fits the overall aesthetic of the group Liv was out because Liv is a face and they don't have any reason to turn her as of right now I knew that it was going to be Rhea Ripley the moment that they decided to put her in a tag team with Liv Morgan and challenge for those tag team titles for a third and second time because they did challenge at WrestleMania. So I kind of figured she would be the one and that would be the catalyst for her to switch sides and be a heel. Rhea Ripley's been sort of an anti-hero face since she hit the main roster and it made sense for her to switch over to the other side as of right now because it was needed, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta make a couple changes and... You know, evolve a little bit, you know, get yourself to a point where you can move and shake in different ways and it doesn't affect you in a bad way. It actually will give you another layer to your character and help you learn to evolve your character better and move better within the wwe you'll get used to it you'll move better you'll have an easier way of doing things and of course being around edge the ultimate opportunist one of the greatest heels in wwe history can only be great for them you know what i'm saying so back to this ominous figure we were watching they attacked aj styles the ref was not paying attention Edge was able to get the win they came in face was covered hood was on but you can tell by Rhea Ripley's gear that it was Rhea I just kind of wish they would have put some pants on her that was not her gear or like maybe given her like a jumpsuit or something so that you didn't necessarily know it was her and the reveal would have worked out better for her in terms of her hoodie being unzipped her head being down, and then flipping off the hoodie and everybody sees it. That would have been a, a, a just a cleaner reveal than what they gave us, but it wasn't bad because it was still a good moment at WrestleMania Backlash. Now, Judgment Day is set at three members, Damian Priest, Edge, and Rhea Ripley. Now, I'm hearing a lot of news about a lot of people wanting to add Champa to the group, and people think that they should add more people to the group. Me, personally, I think a three-person faction works out in their favor. You have the opportunity to dominate WWE in more ways than one. Now, if I were Edge, I would get a tag team and add that to my faction, it can be, I would say, making a male tag team, and you can do whatever you want to do in terms of a male tag team. Um, I don't know, call up Pretty Deadly early. You know, they don't. They can drop the tag team titles in NXT and come up and learn from Edge, like I said before. They kind of fit the aesthetic of um, Judgment Day and. Even though they have their shtick with the pretty, they can still be pretty and still kind of have this dark, ominous character. And this also would lend to credibility of being able to evolve and change your characters. And, you know, just go with the flow of things. Um, You can bring them in. You can bring... um, If you're going to go with someone on the roster, maybe the Viking Raiders would fit that aesthetic. Um, You just have to switch up their um characters just a little bit as well in order for it to work out for them in their favor. If that's the case, but me personally, I would leave it at 3. I think 3 works. I don't see any reason why you have to have more than 3 people in a faction. I think 3 people in a faction works. Look at the bloodline. It's working out perfect for them. Moving on. <laughs> so, at the top of the hour we had the match between Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Now, of course, a lot of people... This match had people split down the middle. A lot of people were not interested in continuing this feud between the two of them. But a lot of people wanted to see the outcome. And though some people wanted Ronda to win. Some people wanted Charlotte to retain. Overall, Ronda Rousey became the new SmackDown Women's Champion. This match lasted for 16 minutes. And for me, that was a little bit short for a... I quit match. I've seen I quit matches that have gone 20 minutes and almost 30 minutes. Um, It wasn't an Iron Man match for sure or Iron Woman match for sure, but the I quit matches usually last a little bit longer. But I'm glad that they put it at the top of the hour in terms of the match placement. They did a good job with that. Overall, I did go back and watch it. Overall, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. It had its moments where it was a little hiccupy, but for me... Aesthetically, I thought the match was okay. Rhonda came in with the kendo sticks. Charlotte was going through the crowd with her. They were fighting. This was a battle, and they did a very good job at making sure that this battle was something that could be rewatched at a later date and actually enjoyed. So I would have to say, this was one of my favorite matches. It's not going to be high on the list in terms of matches that I love from this, but it's one of my favorite matches of the night, and of course... Charlotte was being the evil queen bitch that she was, had Ronda Rousey down, and just could not continue to have the pressure. She had to talk shit, and sis straight up goes, Ronda, this is your last chance to say you quit. Oh, and by the way, happy Mother's Day, and that just instantly triggered the beast. Ronda Rousey gets up, puts that woman in that armbar through a chair, and Charlotte tapped immediately, yelling, I quit. And that was it. Charlotte Flair was in the middle of the ring in a pool of tears with nothing but mascara and jewels everywhere while Ronda Rossi was limping to the back. So it wasn't like Ronda Rossi got away unscathed. She got her ass beat, but she won that damn championship, okay? Moving on. Mad Cat Moss and Corbin had a match, second hated match of the night. I hated this match. I don't care for the storyline. I think that Riddick Moss is a good wrestler. I think that he has the look. Overall, he can wrestle, you know. Corbin has never been one of my favorites. I truly despise Baron Corbin in so many ways. His character has always been a condescending nutsack. And if I had it my way, he would not be on TV. I don't like Corbin. I don't like him, and 90% of the time, when you bring up Corbin, most people don't like him, and it's for a very good reason, because he's a dick, okay, um, I don't know if that's because he's playing the character really well, or what, but I hate him, and I usually don't say that about most people, but I I really despise him, (laughs) I can't help it, any (laughs) hoosies. Let's move on to the final bout. I think I've covered all the matches because there was only one women's match on this show, which was interesting. I want to get into that into a minute, in a minute. But um, final match of the night was the six-man tag team match, which was RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns and the Twins, the Usos, the Bloodline. And this was just, you know, like a bragging rights um, When, um, so if you haven't been caught up, I'm gonna give you a brief overview of why this became a six-man tag. Originally, the storyline went that they were setting this up to unify the tag team titles for the RK Bros title and, of course, the Usos titles. Since Roman is a unified champion, Roman only wanted, you know, as, to be fair, he's like, my cousins deserve a nice little Treat to be unified tag team champions. Let's go get those titles. So the road was set. WrestleMania Backlash, it was RK-Bro versus The Usos for the unification of the tag team championships. Now, a little birdie told me that this was never meant to happen, that this storyline was supposed to go into what we saw, which was Roman entering into the match and then Drew McIntyre coming into the match and making it a six-man tag, and they have their battle In that way they never wanted to unify the titles and here's why Roman being the unified WWE champion does not work out monetarily or storyline wise Roman can't work both shows he's only one man not only does he have leukemia but he's a human being and there's no way that he's gonna be able to work both shows in different so go to different cities back and forth it's a lot of work on him it's a lot. And this is just outside of KFA, This is just real talk there that naturally it doesn't make sense to unify any of the titles because you have two different shows on separate networks. They want what they want. They don't want to unify the titles. They don't want that overall play out of the titles being on Both shows because they have to go to different cities. The cities Those shows have separate schedules. And like I said, they're in different cities. This doesn't work out aesthetically for them. It also doesn't work out monetarily for them. They need to have a champion that's going to be available on both shows. And with Roman being the numero uno every other week, him being on one show and not being on the other, that's not working. It's not working. So, they're going to have to move into something else. And I'm going to get into something else about Roman Reigns later on when I finish this show. But, overall, this match worked out really well because it was well done. The pacing in this match was immaculate. The tagging was good. It was back and forth. They had good showing. Each person was able to do their piece. Everybody was in there. They gave Randy a big spot. RKO Roman right out. Out the gate when he tried to come in and take him out. Roman suffered that RKO. That shit was fucking beautiful, gorgeous. Loved it. RKO, the two twins, almost got the win, but Jay Uso came in with the save. Now you had um Drew in there, hit him with the claymore, had his move done. Riddle was able to get that knee off. Almost got off an RKO, but ended up suffering a um, spear for his troubles. Before that, he got kicked in the face, a super kick um, by the twins. Like, it was a lot going on in that match. Not only that, but Drew got put through a table. Um, Randy got Superman punched. It was a lot. Again, big spots for the big guys. It happened in this match. Drew... Um, Roman and Randy probably had the biggest spots in this match. Overall, this was my second favorite match of the night because I loved Cody and Seth's match. This was definitely a very close second. Absolutely loved the ending of this show. Hands down, probably one of the best side pay-per-views they've had. For the year, it just was good. It was solid. It was fun. And it didn't feel like it dragged on. From start to finish, the pay-per-view itself was fairly solid. If I had to give it a grade, I'd give it a low B. I think that because of those two matches in between with Moss, Corbin, Omas, and Bobby Lashley, that took a little bit away from it. But with AJ Styles' match, um Charlotte and Bay Charlotte and Bailey. Charlotte and Ronda's. Seth and Cody's and of course the six-man tag that helped elevate that pay-per-view a lot the reveal of Rhea Ripley being in Judgment Day really helped aid the pay-per-view as well so there was a lot of good points that overshadowed the bad points so I'm gonna give it a low b and I'm gonna say they did a damn good job with their pacing I was very 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 surprised pleasantly surprised with the pacing of this pay-per-view with it being three hours I thought Backlash was definitely going to be two hours. I thought at 10, this show's going off. But that is not what happened. I understood the I Quit match was going to take up a big chunk of time. But at the same time, I just thought that it was going to go off at 10. I didn't know how they were going to finagle it, but I thought a lot of matches were going to be cut short. They were going to give the girls that big time chunk. And then they were going to move forward. So overall... It was a very good show. I'm very proud of the superstars. They did an amazing job. I'm very happy for them. Now, there were some storylines that were left off, okay? Austin Theory, Ali, and the Miz's storyline. And, of course, Champa's was left off of the show. The storyline with Asuka and Becky was left off of the show. Um, I'm assuming that they're going to go to Hell in a Cell with those storylines because they need to hell in the cell is the next pay-per-view it is in june i believe it's june 2nd if it's um if it is a different day i will edit it in post and give you guys the correct date but it is in june and i believe it's the first weekend of june um and that is supposed to be in Chicago. Helena and Cell is supposed to be in Chicago. So I think those storylines are gonna end up there. You also have the women's tag team championships, which they're supposed to go up against Shayna and Natalia this Friday coming, I believe. So they're probably gonna lead into Piper and Nikki being a tag team and going after Naomi and Sasha for those titles and they possibly will have their match at hell in a cell as well now i know for sure that seth rollins and cody rhodes are going to end up inside of a cell this is happening whether you love it or you hate it seth rollins and cody rhodes are going to end up inside of a cell now for the women's side i'm not sure Bianca was the only female champion that was not, well, the Raw Women's Champion was not represented at WrestleMania Backlash because it didn't need to. There's no need to double back to Becky and Bianca. If only to give Bianca that 26 um, second win over Becky, then that's fine. But there was no need to pull that up. I would have done it just to, you know, aid in, you know, dig it in and give Bianca some and get back over her because she can say she can still use that to her, you know, to her advantage, but I would have did it just to you know clear the air and even the spot. But whatever, you know, whatever works for you. However, you could have Bianca going up against Sonya at Hell in the Cell. Now, would I put them inside of a cell? I'm not so sure about that. I feel like mm, unless that view ramps up within the next couple of weeks, there's no reason to put them in the cell. If they decide to push forward with Sonya and put her on Bianca and keep her on Bianca and let that feud continue to develop, sure. Them going inside a cell would be fine and you have your two Hell in a Cell matches, which would be Bianca and Sonya and then you'd have Cody and Seth inside of a cell. The matches themselves, of course, you can always, you know, you still have the feud with Rhea and Liv. I don't know how that's going to play out, but I wouldn't put that at Hell in a Cell. I would most definitely have that play out on Monday Night Raw. Um, and like I said, there's no champion on Monday Night Raw as of right now. So it's going to be very interesting to see. But I would have Roman and Drew McIntyre fighting it out for the Universal Championship, and I would drop that title to Drew McIntyre and Roman would have one belt, and then he would defend the title at Money in the Bank and drop it there as well. If he doesn't drop it there, Roman would drop one of those titles at SummerSlam for sure. I don't think Roman would drop it at Hell in a Cell per se. Let me double back and change that. I would have Roman compete at Money in the Bank for sure because it's in Vegas. Because I feel like something big is going to happen in Vegas. Roman's dropping one of those belts in Vegas. That's happening. And then at SummerSlam, he's probably going to drop the other one. If it isn't at SummerSlam, it's probably going to be at um, Clash of Champions. Or if he's going to be at Clash of the Castle. Which I don't know for sure if he's going to be there. Because I'm not sure what Clash of the Castle is. Is about, But if any of you know, you guys can always send me a message on Instagram or on Twitter and let me know because I am not always up on everything. But Clash of the Castle is happening, which is why they don't have any pay-per-views for August and like September um, or at least the beginning of September. So I would most definitely do have him drop the title between that time and then he would go on a long break, like a very long hiatus. With all that being said, I have a few little sound bites that I want to say. I saw on Twitter that someone said that Roman Reigns is the last mega star in the WWE and that if he leaves, there's no one left that is going to be a mega star. And I have to 100% disagree. WWE built Roman up and Roman became a mega star. He was already a big star and he was already at the pinnacle of the WWE and the pinnacle of mainstream media period but he is not the last of the mega stars in the company Becky Lynch is a mega star Charlotte Flair is a mega star Bianca Belair is on her way to becoming a mega star you have um Seth Rollins and of course the newly acquired Cody Rhodes and other people can become mega stars as long as they're pushed out more in the forefront. Drew McIntyre is another one who has possibilities. Finn Balor is one who has possibilities. You have people like The Miz who is also considered to me he can be considered a mega star if he was given the push to be one. You have so many options and so many opportunities with so many superstars it is unfair to just leave Roman in that section. By himself, When there are other people who fit the mold as well. So let's not put that narrative out there as if WWE loses Roman and all is lost because Roman is gone. Becky Lynch, if not, is one of the biggest stars that they have in that company next to Charlotte Flair, next to Bianca Belair. And when Bailey comes back, she's another one. I forgot about Sasha. I'm sorry. Sasha's a mega star. Like you're forgetting a lot of, of a lot of people. And that's very disrespectful to those people. who have worked their asses off to get to the pinnacle of where they are and to be able to make the decisions they make for their careers how to be paid how they're paid and to perform how they perform it's not fair it's not right and i really wish people would stop spinning that bullshit narrative with all that being said i hope you guys enjoyed this recap of wrestlemania backlash and the possibilities of where they can go with several storylines if you have any questions you can always send us a message on instagram at d4tc underscore podcast or you can send us a message on twitter at down for the count 19. I also post all of these podcasts to Anchor, Spotify, they post to Google Play, they post everywhere that I can post, Apple Podcasts as well, so you guys can enjoy it on multiple platforms, but on Spotify, I can ask questions and you guys can answer, and I'll do multiple choice and all kinds of things. Don't forget to check out the other episodes that I put out today, which is the Rose Sessions and of course, our full review of WWE Evil, the last four episodes, and we also talked about dark side of the ring possibly but not possibly being canceled don't worry we'll explain everything in the podcast so make sure you guys follow us on our social media and look out for next week's episodes. you guys got a treat this week you got three episodes this week okay so make sure you guys listen make sure you share make sure you guys have the discussion and when you do tag us with hashtag d4tc and i'll see you guys next time